I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The enlightened one finally speaks. It is Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. Freddie Coleman in today for Canty, who is on the morning show today on KJM. 888-SAY-ESPN. We've been hearing from you your takes on what Aaron Rodgers had to say earlier today. And in case you missed it, this is what Aaron Rodgers had to say regarding his future and when his decision has been made. Decision, I think, was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point. Uh, really, on that Tuesday, I wanted to play, um, and then it was, uh, you know, how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So, at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. So there you go. And he mm-hmm. says that something changed from the Packers, Freddie, from when he went into the darkness to when he came out of the darkness. But really, Freddie, yeah. nothing changed. Yeah. I, I, the Packers didn't want him back. And and frankly, I get why they didn't want him back. Whenever Aaron Rodgers retires in the NFL, whether it's after this season or a couple of years, whatever that is, he should really write a mystery book because he talks in different kind of varied vagaries all the time about this and darkness and something changed here, something changed there. He is very, very good at using the left turn and bait and switch because you're right, Chris. It could have been very easy to talk about his intention to play for the Jets. But then when he mentioned something changed, he left it out there to mystery. Okay, what changed? And he left it out there. It's like you wrote a Law & Order SVU episode where you don't know the, who the protagonist is or who the antagonist is. He is very, very good with wordplay to get you away from the real. And the real is... I'm going to play for the Jets. I want to play for the Jets. The Packers can't screw it up. But how did it change? Well, it was a mystery. He's good at being the mystery. That is the beautiful Oh, mystery. yeah, it's a beautiful mystery. Isn't it a beautiful mystery if that's how Aaron would do it? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, here he is, Freddie, on what exactly happened and how he was feeling. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that, uh, that they were interested in actually moving me. And at this point, you know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. That's where my, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet. And I thought that that was what was best for me. Oh, dear God, stop. I mean, you 90% retiring, going into the darkness, but coming out now because I've gotten a word that things have changed. Nothing ever changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever changed. Freddie, he was never walking away from $50 million this year. That wasn't happening. You know what changed in the mind of Aaron Rodgers and the beautiful mystery that is Aaron Rodgers? The fact that the Green Bay Packers were very strong to say, we don't want you anymore. To me, that's what changed. Before, well, Aaron, we want you here. Well, Aaron, please don't do this. Aaron, we need you. We want to feed you, Aaron Rodgers. The minute that they let it be known, hey, Aaron, we're done. Because you mentioned this point last hour, Chris. We are fed up with this. We don't want to go through this for another year. We want to see if Jordan Love can play. 
we drafted this guy in the first round. We're never going to be able to find out. And we can't trade him because people are not going to trade for an unknown quantity, especially the quarterback position, when they have not seen it. To me, that's what changed with Aaron Rodgers. The minute the Green Bay Packers put up that wall to say, we're not going through this again. If you think you're going to put us through this again, brother, we got news for you. We're going to push back. We're going to clap back. To me, that's what changed with Aaron Rodgers. The minute the Green Bay Packers were not going to placate him anymore. All right, well, it, it, Freddie, what do you think it was for the Packers? Do you think it was more we got to see Jordan Love, or is more I'm done with this? I think it's a combination of both, but I think it also, it's also this, Chris. They discovered a backbone. Yeah, they really did. They discovered a backbone to say, we're not going to let one player take advantage of us anymore and control this organization. You know this, Chris. You covered NFL and NFL teams for a while. What do people in positions of power want in the NFL? Money and power. And they don't want the players to have any of it. They'll pay you, but they don't want you to believe you have the power structure when it comes to a salary structure. They, do, they, they don't want players acting like NBA players. Aaron Rodgers is the closest thing to an NBA player in the National Football League, and the Packers were tired of it. I don't know if they got, I don't know if they went to the country club meetings and people said, you can't let this continue anymore. That doesn't happen with our team. But whatever that was, Chris, to me, that's what changed when See, the Packers clap back. It was more though, they clapped back, not because they were going to, growing a backbone here, but because they got tired of getting slapped around. I think they were getting smacked around the last few years yeah. by Aaron Rodgers, and they were letting him do whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, what has that gotten us? It has gotten us a bad loss in the playoffs and then not making the playoffs the next year. The league's about results. Absolutely. The results for Aaron Rodgers the last two years, we can talk about winning two MVPs. That's amazing. That's how this has gone down. They're so sick of the crap and haven't gotten the return on their investment, mm-hmm. Freddie, yeah. that we're not going to put up with your garbage anymore when you are not winning for us, if Aaron Rodgers had taken mm-hmm. them to the NFC Championship game this past year, we're not having do you this think conversation. Leaving Green Bay? Yeah, we're not having this conversation. Absolutely we're not. We're not having America under hostage, like you said, for sixty-six days. Right. We're he not might having. Be that. holding the Packers hostage to somehow get an even better contract. No but doubt. No it, doubt. It, it, that wouldn't happen. And then, then there's this, Freddie. I, I, I struggle okay. with the idea that you're going to have somebody who I would describe as best as an enigma, be the centerpiece of what you want to do if you're the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I hear you. I get it. You're a Jet fan. Uh, so many Jet fans are happy today that they have a better quarterback than they did yesterday. At least they will have a better quarterback than they did yesterday as soon as the trade gets worked out, and it will. Um, Freddie, it bothers me that it's not somebody with the mindset of, I gotta go win. This 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 all means nothing if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win. Yeah. But the idea that he somehow uh, somehow now is motivated by the Packers wanting to move on from him and thinking he's done like he was after the Jordan Love thing. No, yeah. I don't buy that for a minute. You're not I, buying that at all, huh? No, I think the last few years for Aaron Rodgers have been coasting. Okay. Coasting. Specifically into last season. Yeah. After the MVP. I won't disagree with you as far as that goes, but I will say this. Aaron Rodgers loves when people slight him because he always barks back like a dog when that happens. Anytime somebody has gone against how he believes or how he feels, he will lash out very, very quickly or find that motivation to lash out against that. Now he has the ultimate motivation. What is he going to do about it? We'll see. But now he has the ultimate motivation because the Packers have told him, we're tired of your bleep. 
Batadia bleeping nonsense. And now if you're Aaron Rodgers, now you go not only to a star-crossed franchise in the New York Jets, but yeah, you have a chance to do that in the biggest media market in the world. And if you're able to pull that off, you can let the Green Bay Pats go, so, see, so there, nah, you shouldn't have traded me or let me get away in the first place. That could be the biggest motivational fuel for a guy that loves to have people slight him and turn it and flip it around on everybody else, especially a team that does not want to deal with his nonsense anymore in the Green Bay Packers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Freddie Coleman is in for Canty today. 888-SAY-ESPN. Lines are open right now for you on the Aaron Rodgers situation. What you heard from him, where the Jets are now, and what is a fair return at this point for the Packers? Because... Rodgers today, the one thing he absolutely accomplished, Freddie, is he did everything he could to strip the Packers of any sort of leverage in a trade discussion here with the Jets. I want to play for the Jets. That's it. Mm-hmm. And now the Packers just have to work out the trade. And we've heard Adam Schefter's uh, reports that the Packers wanted something similar to what uh, they get to what the. Uh, the Rams had to give up in order to get Matthew Stafford. We also forget about that is that the Lions had to take Jared Goff back in return. Nobody's getting two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. They're not. And if you're the Green Bay Packers, I I wonder if they actually really care. I wonder if they're saying, you know, whatever we get is worth the compensation because the biggest compensation for us is that he's no longer here. We'll take whatever we can get. We're not going to screw this up because you can't put it out there. The way that Mark Murphy, the president, put it out there on Friday saying, Aaron's had a great career here. When he comes back here, we'll retire his jersey here. The operative word, here, meaning that they no longer want him here. They want him somewhere else. You can't put statements out there like that and then you mess it up. And you, don't, and you don't have a trade happening where he clearly knows you don't want him anymore. That's why he says attention to go to New York Jets. They want him. That played to his ego. It played to his vanity. If you're the Green Bay Packers, and Roger, let it be known, if y'all screw this up, you can't blame me because you told me exactly what you wanted, and now you get a chance to make that happen. Canty and Carla presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Believe it or not, the league year has now officially started, and there are other teams and other players that are actually doing things, Freddie. It's not just Aaron Rodgers at this point. Just to get you caught up a little bit on today, the commanders within the last few minutes, according to our Diana Rossini, who is going to join us at the, at, in about 20 minutes from now, uh, have signed Jacoby Brissett yeah. to be their quarterback. Another team that we would have believed would have had interest in Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. definitively out after they said last week they would be out on him. The Buccaneers have signed Baker Mayfield. The Patriots bring in Juju Smith-Schuster on a $33 million three-year deal, and it is over in Dallas. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys have released Ezekiel Elliott. Freddie, a lot of moves here that we would have expected yeah. uh, with with Mayfield signing somewhere. But I, I tell you what, the Lamar Jackson stuff befuddles me. It, it just befuddles me mm-hmm. because the Bucks going with Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett. What are we doing? Freddie, so many teams that have spoken up about not wanting Lamar Jackson are coincidentally the teams that haven't had a lot of winning and had a lot of success in their history. Well, what's the old line? You can tell somebody's lying by their lips moving. So <laughs> I, I'll believe when I see that the Falcons or other teams may not be all in on, on Lamar Jackson. But the one thing that sort of bothers me about this whole deal between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, and I get it, 
It's a business thing you got to take into account when you're the Baltimore Ravens, and it's a business thing you take into account if you're Lamar Jackson, thinking that, hey, Deshaun Watson got that kind of money from Cleveland. Don't blame me that they paid him that kind of money, that they were foolish enough to do that, when I know I've been a lot better for this franchise on off the football field, a lot better for the NFL on off the football field, and at least I've been able to do something a lot better than him on the football field, and he got that kind of guaranteed money. I think the one thing that bothers me about the whole whole yardstick measuring contest is going on here between these two is that the Baltimore Ravens are negotiating and using what he brings to the table that is very special against the negotiations. The way he's been able to play football, he ha- he's had the most carries. He's averaged 12 carries per game. That's even more than Cam Newton, who averaged eight carries per game in the same amount of time that Lamar Jackson's been in the National Football League. And yet in this negotiation ploy, by the Baltimore Ravens, everything that's been gifted about him that has made your offense better and made your team better, they're using that against him in negotiations. That's the part that bothers me more than any kind of guaranteed money that's been promised or not been promised. That's the part that disturbs me the most by the Baltimore Ravens saying, thank you for doing all this stuff, and by the way, we're going to use it against you when it comes to guaranteed money. You know, Freddie, he's talked about wanting a fully guaranteed contract, and I understand it, and frankly, I think he's worth it. I think he is that kind of difference maker. I think if he had had a contract already, Mm -hmm. that he would have been out there in the last game or two and in the playoff game at the end of the year. But I think he was doing the smart thing. Remember, what people forget about him, if they're going to blame him for that, well, he played at the beginning of the year when he didn't have a deal. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the year, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. They're going to use it against you that you're injured and you can't play. Or if you go out there and play, Freddie – and you don't play up to your standards, yeah. and what you usually do because you're injured, they're going to hold that against you. Yeah, I still wish he, he had hired an agent, and I know that he wants to, that he believes he's going to help in the NFL Play Association doing the proper homework there, but there are certain things that a really good agent can do that kind of broker a deal and maybe get the money you want to get close to it, and this way everybody feels good about this deal. I firmly believe he had hired an agent that they'd be a lot further along, maybe even have signed on with each other by now. Not having that agent, and this was brought to the table last night. Emmett Golden was on the last night, Freddie Fitzsimmons, and he even said that he's taught the people around the NFL, there's certain things you can say that an agent can say that will land better from the ownership. When mm-hmm. a player says it, then all of a sudden everybody gets their back up, and they're back on their heels, and now you've gone from a negotiation to an adversarial situation. And that is something I wonder could maybe be the process not helping out Lamar Jackson getting the kind of deal that he wants because he does not have an agent representing him the way they're supposedly represented and know how to talk to NFL owners, especially the ones in Baltimore. Katie and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Freddie Coleman is in for Chris today. Here is Thomas Dimitrov on Lamar Jackson. Of course, the former Falcons GM who was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning and believes that, yeah, the Falcons should be all in here. I would go back to my my former team. I mean, I, I know they just signed Heineke. I get that. But they are in a situation where they obviously need a quarterback, and they need a quarterback that, you know, has all levels of ability, not only to throw the ball, move the ball around. I believe they are a team that, that should be, you know, totally focused on this. You know, Freddie, can you imagine Lamar Jackson – playing indoors somewhere on the turf. Oh, my goodness. And how fast he is and what that looks like. Yeah, and I know what it will look like. I've seen it before. It's called Michael Vick when he yeah. showed at the Atlanta Falcons. And, yeah. and I think Lamar Jackson would be – I think he's going to be more judicious running the football and not run it 12 times per game because, as we've seen before, they will hit that out the league. 
in the National Football League. They will do that. Steve Young talked about that incessantly, that he said, man, I just think I can outrun people. And at a certain point, you can't outrun the NFL. And I believe Lamar Jackson is going to be smart to realize that and do that. And you get to a team with the Falcons, you got Drake London, you got Pitts a tight end, you got a running attack that can help, an offensive line that's pretty, pretty good. You don't have to do those things. And he's gotten better as a pocket passer, keep putting weapons around him. That is something we see with the Baltimore Ravens. Whenever this deal gets done, if it gets if it gets done, then you got to provide him with better weapons on the outside. You can't just draft wide receivers that can't stay healthy and that can't be on the field to help Lamar Jackson. So if you're going to believe in him and come to a meeting of the minds at a certain point, then what are you going to do to make sure that he has more than a fair chance to compete in a loaded AFC where Josh Allen has weapons in Buffalo, Patrick Mahomes has any weapon in Kansas City, Justin Herbert has weapons in Los Angeles Chargers, Trevor Lawrence has that now the Jacksonville Jaguars. you got to do the same thing for Lamar Jackson. Look, he at this point is – I don't know that he's going to get a fully guaranteed deal, Freddie. Mm. Yeah. I think if he gets north of $200 million, he wins. Okay. If he gets $200 million guaranteed, mm-hmm. Lamar wins. No and this, this is a deal that can be made, and I, I understand that teams don't want to give up so much for him. You can still work out a trade with the Ravens if you don't want to do all the work for them. It's not uh, – even with the non-exclusive tag – if you can get him on board with what you want to give him, right. he can sign the tag and yeah. then get traded and tear up the deal and then just make, you know, and just sign the new deal with him. This is why, mm-hmm. for me, in every way, this is, for me, like if you had taken him and put him on the Jets, Freddie, oh boy, it would have been completely different. I would have had a, I, I, people don't believe this. I want good things for the Jets. Right. Yes. I have too many friends yeah. who have suffered far too long. I got friends who have been blowing up my phone for three days, screaming and yelling about all of this stuff. And, you know, I, I want good things for them. Lamar Jackson would have been about today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, and yep. next week, yep. as opposed to just you know, an hour from now with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I thought the same thing real quick about Derek Carr. That I thought the Jets should not have let him out of the building when yeah. they had a chance to talk to him not once but twice and did not put a contract off on the table. And even Derek Carr knew, all right, I'm not their favorite. They want somebody else they want to go after. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. Friends, in just moments, we get the very latest from Diana Rossini, who has been all over so many of these stories and broken some of them as well. Our ESPN NFL insider is going to join us in just moments. This March, take your first shot at hoops. With FanDuel Sportsbook, get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 in bonus bets win or lose. That's 200 you can spend in betting everything from the money line to point spreads to that sneaky matchup that you have been eyeing all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. No better place to bet than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to fanduel.com/play. Make every moment more with FanDuel all March long. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 5 
1-888-789-3342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. You know what the story of the day is. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. America held hostage. You know, these things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 66. And so here we are. And earlier today, he was on the patent. Pat McAfee show and made his intentions known that he intends to play for the New York Jets this year. Of course, the trade has to get worked out. We have to welcome in Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL insider, who joins us and got shouted out uh, yeah. during the Aaron Rodgers interview earlier today. Diana, what did you make of the hour-long soliloquy from number 12? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, a big sigh of relief for Jets fans. And, and really, I feel like for the whole NFL, that was watching, paying close attention and having to hear the same people over and over on TV and radio talk about this um, and, and share the same information every day, which is we don't know, we don't know. And, you know, now, now we know. And I, I know it's not official yet, but obviously this looks, um, this looks great that Aaron Rodgers at least wants to be a New York Jet because – you know, that was a big question mark on whether or not he'd play or not. And, and he was very transparent about that, that retirement was definitely um, on the table for him. So, look, that was a that was a roller coaster of a ride, that watch. Um, because there were times when I really felt for him. You know, I thought there, he, he had some points about how Green Bay handled his exit, how the ending came, and, and how you should treat players that, that have – uh, that are going to leave a legacy there and, and have given so much, you know, and then there's some other, there were other parts, uh, other answers that I just, I thought were a bit delusional um, and unfair and not right. But, you know, the, the one thing in all of this, let's just go to the football side of this. I think for, for the New York Jets, this is, they got what they wanted. And, and this has changed the direction of the New York Jets organization. Um and you're right. I, I did get a quick shout out, Chris. He did not ask me for life advice. I was hoping he asked me for some 
type of question, but he did not do that um, because, you know, that, that's my forte. That's what I do well. Um, but, yeah, I know there was, uh, I think, I think he misunderstood uh, my reporting, which, you know, well, I Let's talk about that here. for a sec. Let's talk about that yeah, for a sec, go. Diana, because you, in your reporting yesterday, in the tweet, you used the word wish list. Yeah. And Aaron portrayed it as if they were demands. And I think the one thing that gets lost in what he said he never denied any of it was true. He said later on, well, if I was talking about this player, of course, I was saying how good he was. And why wouldn't you ask me about Alan Lazard? And dear God, who wouldn't want to play with Odell Beckham Jr.? So that to me was almost, you know, what we've seen from Aaron a lot. If he doesn't get to control every aspect of the story, it must be false, even though he's really admitting it's not false. <laughs> You are a smart man, my friend. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad that's how you heard it, you know, because I think you're right. In, in this day and age when no one has the patience to actually read anything and, and do a little research on it, everyone just kind of takes it and runs. And unfortunately, sometimes it happens, too. And we've seen this, especially over the last week, where, you know, information is put out. And you don't put information out as a reporter, as you guys know, uh, unless you're sourced up. You know, I, I don't put out that Aaron Rodgers had a wish list with the New York Jets, you know, recommendations of players he wants. If, you know, the guy that mows the grass at MetLife shared with me, you know, I'm obviously talking to people. They're well aware uh, of what's happening there. And, and, and that's what you do. And, and that's, that's just, that's just the expectation at this level. Um, but look, he, he read it as demand. I reported it as a wish list. It's semantics, maybe, uh, but but I definitely never said demand because that does change the story, right, guys? Like, yeah. if, if, if Aaron Rodgers is demanding from New York, I must have Odell Beckham Jr. You know, even though his asking price right now is fifteen to twenty mil, like, yeah, then that, that's not going to work, and and fans aren't going to want that, and and I'm not even sure if people on this staff would even want to be part of this. So, you know. He exaggerated it a bit, but but look, I stand by my reporting on it. And look, he's going to get some of those guys. A wish list, you know what? You don't always get all your wishes. And he's going to get a, a good amount of them, though. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Chris Carlin. I'm Freddie Coleman and for Chris Canty. Real quick, what do you think it's going to take in terms of compensation to make sure this trade's going to happen for Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets? I don't know, Freddie. I don't know. And in I play with a lot of different scenarios and I've had conversations um, with, with both sides about uh, a scenario, you know, scenarios. And, and from what I can gather, and, and this is actually even before Aaron was talking about it, because we've been talking about this on TV as well is Green Bay's holding this up, you know, as, as we all know, we all now know, um, you know, Aaron's information about that was, was, was truthful that, you know, the Jets want to get moving on this. They want to get their quarterback in the building um, they want to get them familiar with everyone, and, and they can't. He's a Green Bay Packer. So, yeah, we're going to have to just wait. And, and the thing is, there's no deadline on this. That, that, that's where if you're a Jets fan listening right now and you're excited today, I'm not trying to, you know, temper that or rain on it, but um, there's still work to be done. There's still some layers here, and I'm interested to see how hard Green Bay is going to play ball with the New York Jets here because I'm not, I'm not sure if this is – you know, this is a bit of an ugly exit, if you ask me. This is this was not an exit um, where we're going to look back on this and you know in the summer we at the start of the season and say, oh well, that, that that was a respectful, healthy way to go. No, there there's a lot of emotion right now. 
Diana, last one for me, uh, the Lamar Jackson situation. We're seeing teams that, you know, said that they were out, officially put themselves in positions where they may be out. You reported uh, less than an hour ago that Jacoby Brissett's going to go to the Washington Commanders. How do you see this, or what are you hearing right now as far as this Lamar Jackson situation and where he could end up? Yeah, I'll start with just the sense I'm getting, right, because I've been in touch with teams during free agency about, about everything and their own specific needs. And, you know, Lamar comes up a lot, especially teams that have been in the quarterback business. And, and you know, I can't find a team at this moment. That could change, but, you know, at 437 Eastern, um, I can't find a team right now that is willing to give Lamar Jackson the type of contract he's looking for. So, um People around the league will continue to say the same thing and point to the same thing, which is he's going to wind up back in Baltimore, and, and that's how this is going to play out. But, look, a lot can change. A lot, I mean, we, we, we talk about this every offseason. Something we're saying right now here in uh, mid-March can be a different, you know, a completely different story, not just in April, but the next day. So, um, you know, it's going to take a team. It's going to take an owner to go, you know what, I'm going to give him a Deshaun Watson-like contract. If that's what he wants, I think he's that much of a difference maker uh, for me to go sort of outside the pack of what ownership prefers. Diana, great stuff. Appreciate it. And then we know the phone's been blowing up. Hopefully it's recharged. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. It is so not charged. I, someone's got to invent a phone that doesn't die, and I will I will love them. I will give them a guaranteed contract. So, guys, thank you so much. <laughs> Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Freddie Coleman in for Canty today. Up next, because Diana could join us at 4.30, we are going to slide our dash to the draft in just moments and take a look at one of the major moves that was made today by one team that is going to affect how they approach the draft. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Hey, if you haven't done it yet... Make sure you go to ESPN Radio's Tournament Challenge Brackets on ESPN.com. And I've tweeted it out on the men's side. I'm about to tweet it out uh, on the women's side as well, at Chris Carlin on Twitter. You can follow everybody on ESPN Radio. You can match yourself up against everybody on ESPN Radio directly. Go and see how they're doing. Freddie has filled out his bracket. Mm-hmm. He is ready to go. Yes, and so by all means, go and take part in this to... See if you can beat us, which I'm betting that you can. I would not 
be surprised. I'll speak for myself there, Freddie. I don't know how good you have been in the tournament yeah, over the years. I, I, yeah, slim Shady at best. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be completely honest. <laughs> well, earlier today, big, big, big news when it came to the Dallas Cowboys, which leads us to today's Canty and Carlin Dash for the Draft. Okay, football fans, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. Chris and I will be hosting the draft along with Freddie's partner Ian Fitzsimmons Mm -hmm. and Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN Radio come April 27th and 28th live from Kansas City. Very excited for that. And the Cowboys just a little while ago today officially cut loose Ezekiel Elliott. He'll be designated as a June 1st release, which means that they're going to save roughly, I think they could save up to $10 million in cap space here, mm-hmm. Freddie. Yeah. And it does leave the question, are they going to do something at the running back position for the draft? They franchise tagged Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard is not and every down back, in my estimation. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, this is a – I don't want to say it's a running back rich draft, but you can find a quality player and a potential starting running back as low as the fourth round, in my opinion. And the Cowboys, they pick 26 in the draft. It be John Robinson of Texas there, that's the guy you got to take. He fits everything you do and then some. Can catch the ball out of the backfield, effective runner between the tackles, can break a long run. Now you have him and Tony Pollard being a lot better to make your offense better. I don't know if he's going to be there. Running backs usually don't go that high, but if he's there when the Cowboys pick in the first round, they should take that guy and not even think about it. Well, this, the Cowboys. Is, this is what I would argue right now. Would, would I do that with B. John Robinson? Or if I were the Cowboys, would I try to kick the tires a little bit on Ezekiel, on, uh, not Ezekiel, on Austin Eckler? Because Eckler wants a trade out of uh, the Chargers mm-hmm. right now to get a contract. And I, I guess when I look at B. John Robinson... I don't know that I want to spend a first-round pick on a running back, Freddie, when, as you said, very deep at the position, goes all the way to fourth-round deep. Um, Why not go and, you know, get what I can out of Eckler, who has scored 38 touchdowns the last two years? It's a fair point, but I also wonder how much, how effective he's going to be because he has played too tough for his body. And I always worry about running backs at his kind of size playing that tough role and being that tough guy, how effective are they going to be? Because the Dallas Cowboys are a physical running team, and you need a physical running back to go with Tony Pollard. I don't think Austin Eckler is going to fit that role. I think a guy like B. John Robinson, if you don't want to take a running back in the first round, Jameer Gibbs of Alabama is going to be there in the second or third round. Zach Charbonnet of UCLA. You'll have other guys that can be a fit that I think will be a lot better and have no tread on their tires compared to Austin Eckler, who still can be effective. I just wonder how effective is he going to be with a physical running team the Dallas Cowboys want to be. Yeah, look, you want a physical runner. And I would be very high on what Bijan Robinson offers. What I do wonder about, though, is as much as we continue to see it in the league, you're the Cowboys. You're trying to win right now. You just made a great trade yesterday, Freddie, yeah. to get Stephon Gilmore don't you address another position like offensive line or something like that to try to find somebody who's more plug-and-play? Uh, not that Bijan Robinson isn't, but okay. what is it that keeps rookie running backs off the field? It's pass protection. Right, and right, w- right. That, that's fair, but here's the deal with that. Tony Powell can do that a little bit as well where he can teach that running back that they can do that. And I'll give you a name, Isaiah Pacheco, 
who played yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. When people wonder, okay, what is he going to do to help the running game? Not only was he terrific running the football and catching out of the backfield, he was underrated as a pass blocker, keeping Patrick Mahomes pretty clean. If he's able to do that as a seventh-round pick, you're banking that a guy like B. John Robinson with more of a pedigree can do the same thing to better effect for a Cowboys team that knows as good as they have to be to protect their quarterback, Dak Prescott, you got to be able to be a run-first team and have him play off of that and not the other way around. Are you a guy at this point, because I, I am not, are you a guy at this point mm-hmm. who is still willing to spend a high pick on a running back just because he might be the best player available? I wouldn't take a running back in the top 10, top 15. I okay. wouldn't do that. But okay. I think if you're the Cowboys, and you're right, they do have some holes to fill potentially in the offensive line. They still need another wide receiver, and they're hoping that maybe a Nuke Hopkins will join it because Lord knows Micah Parsons is putting that full-court press on him <laughs> to join the Dallas Cowboys. But if you're going to have a running back like that that can be that kind of talent, and he doesn't have to come in and be the guy like Ezekiel Elliott was, and he proved to be the guy early on, but then we saw how effective that he was not. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott was 27 years of age. Yep. And he could potentially be out of the NFL. Having B. John Robinson coming into a better situation with Tony Pollard, I think it's going to be more conducive to the Cowboys be the kind of team that they have to be under Mike McCarthy. Still, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm trying to find somebody else that can do all those kind of things and do exactly what I need him to do and compliment Tony Pollard exceptionally well. Not that B. John Robinson can't, but if I could find somebody else later who can do just as close of a job, then I'm going to have to do that. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. In case you didn't hear the news today, Aaron Rodgers said on Pat McAfee's show that he intends to play football <laughs> and he intends to play for the New York Jets. And two things struck me, Freddie, something that he kept saying. He kept saying the word love. I want to go back and hear that because he had to say it 20, 30 times at least. (laughs) And he kept saying, you know, the Packers want to move on, which is okay. And that really sounded like he was like you're going through a breakup. It's okay, I understand. In this, in this case, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely. Aaron Rodgers wasn't saying it's not you, it's me. He was saying it's not me, it's you. And I swear to God, he sounded just like brother love every time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he used that word, that is exactly what he sounded like. We hear more from Aaron Rodgers in just moments. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.